This has been the longest fucking week ever. Am I lying? No, no. I'll tell you this. Going in the last uh, NFC Championship last uh, year, I'm like, uh, how bad is San Francisco going to be Green Bay's ass? This year, I'm like, how bad is uh, Green Bay going to be Tampa's ass? I'm super stoked for this week. Another thing that legalized this week in Michigan is online sports betting, boys. $100 on the pack. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what's the, what's, the, what's the return on that for you? So if they, if they win by over three and a half, I'll get 96 bucks, so $196 back. Ooh, that next trip to the shop, that um, next online trip will be sweet. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, but but Zach, I mean, how how can you bet against your your hero Tom Brady? He's wearing the wrong colors today. <laughs> He's the bad yeah. guy today. We're finally gonna get Rogers versus Brady. I know. Like we're, with some huge on the line, right? A fucking trip to the Super Bowl. You know, it's crazy Absolutely. to me. It's crazy to me that you, I know it's Mahomes and Allen in the late game, but it's still crazy to me that they didn't put the Packers in in the the Tampa brady's on the late game i mean last week they did the same thing they had they had the packers in the early game and they were the number one seed yeah and then i mean then that they put tampa and new orleans in that late game and that was a dud of a game i thought for most part i mean it wasn't a bad game but there's just a lot of sloppiness it looked like a first week one game from it really wasn't well played i agree zach i mean the game was close but it was ugly. Well, I mean, think about it this way, you guys. I mean, the Bucks had four turnovers, and they struggled to win by 10, and they didn't pull away until, like, the last six minutes of the game with four turnovers. That's crazy. I'm with Brett. Like, I'm last year, I kind of went into the NFC Championship game, and I'm like, eh, we're going to have to play our best game. We're going to have to get all – everything's going to have to go right, basically, and then they're going to have to do a bunch of stuff wrong. This year, I feel like we have a completely different defense, number one offense at home. It's 27 degrees and snowing right now. I mean, it doesn't feel super cold out there to me. I don't know. They're going to have fans. It's going to be – I don't know, man. I'm so pumped for today. I have a I have a good feeling about this team. You know, I'm, I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm a little bit. The way Green Bay abused the Rams last week. I mean, 500 yards of offense almost against the number one defense. And the old is, line is, just dominated. Yes. Is Green Bay's offense this good? You know, I know week one when we started doing this podcast, we were like, what the fuck is Goody doing? We yep. need weapons. This offense is going to be shit. That's what prompted my seven and nine. I'm like, this offense is nothing. And holy shit. It, it's just, I can't believe the numbers this team is putting up. And, and Goody, we trust. I, I'm not going to have the same pessimism going into next season. It, it, it's insane the numbers this team is putting up. And I can't wait to see what it does when they execute against yeah, them. I, I agree, Brent. I, I think I, I agree with that sentiment. And I, I think the one thing that none of us really anticipated until we started seeing, you know, during as a, the weeks built on is how our team has changed in identity. You know, we went from kind of a finesse team to a power team primarily. And I, I think that change really had a much greater impact than I think any of us really realized. And we didn't, I didn't think any of us thought it would be this quick. I didn't anyway. I mean, this has been. We yeah, also awesome. always have. We also have these huge expectations for the, this team all the time. So last year, we get a brand new coach, and here we are thinking that he was just going to show up, and the team was going to learn this new offense, and everything was just going to be great, right? Like immediately. 
it takes a little time. You know, I, I, I think they had to learn it. They're not thinking anymore. They're just playing. They're playing fast. They know where they got to be. Rodgers is letting it rip. Remember that narrative last year was he doesn't trust anybody. That's why he's not throwing the ball. He doesn't trust anybody. You don't see that anymore. Have you even heard that this year? Not at all. He's just slinging it. I'm, I'm thinking about that as like they saw the potential in the players, but then they went in and they grabbed these, you know, little pieces here and there that to kind of give LaFleur where he really needed to fully run his system. Um, and guys have bought in. It's clear they've bought in. They see that as working. And I think the, the the person that deserves a ton of credit is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Dude is playing out of his mind, and, and it's because he's playing in the system. So I'm super excited to see that. Brad, I'm with you. I think we got to give Goody, I think he's earned some trust, you know, to show, hey, just be a little patient. I am trying to build something here. Um, and sometimes that might not be the sexiest picks, but they're looking at the team as a whole from top to bottom. What do we need here? And it seems like they started to plug those holes and and they're getting what they're getting, including draft and, and free agency and whatnot. So, so yeah. to your and point, who, Dax, who I trust, man. Yeah, and to your point, Dax, about uh, Rogers not trusting anybody. I, I kind of agreed with that uh, narrative. McCarthy's offense was so vanilla. Uh, it came out that every, defenses knew what they were going to run before they even snapped the ball because there was no like real progression in the play calling. So Rodgers, the last year McCarthy was there, McCarthy called a play and Rodgers like, I'm not calling that shit. He called an audible. He's like, I, he started running his own offense. So coming in, yeah, I, he did have a little distrust of the play calling. And it took a little bit of time for him and LaFleur to get on the same page and now that they're on the same page, it's amazing. This offense is beautiful. Um, right? You mean you mean to tell me that you know a future Hall of Fame quarterback didn't want to run a slant every play? Yep. <laughs> he I mean, slant. Th- that's why he was trying to hit that fifty-yard bomb every play. Button hook. Yep. <laughs> no, it's. Hey, <laughs> let, let's let's go back to um the uh, game against the Rams just last week. The play, the touchdown to Devontae Adams where he goes in motion and then sprints back the other way. You, would you have saw that in McCarthy's offense? Oh, no. Nope. They would have done a fucking uh, uh, stretch run to the to the left for a five-yard loss. One no. thing, McCarthy never schemed people open. That nope. was never. Like, that was gorgeous. His whole thing was like, they got to get open. Like, dude, you got to be creative. And it, it's just like, it's ridiculous with that dude. You saw the same stuff happening with the Cowboys this year. Yeah. All that talent they have, you know. And mm-hmm. it, I mean – Going back, going back to that play, the shortest distance between two spots is a straight line. You watch Devonta Adams went in a straight line to the end zone. The DB couldn't cover him because he had to do a, an arc to get over there. It was, it was, he, was, he was mad at his teammate for his that own too. teammate. Oh my gosh, <laughs> What is his teammate supposed to do? He's on but his that, that Kudos to coach, right? That's Zach. That's that's play call right there. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's, uh, one thing I'd add, you know, you guys were talking about Mike McCarthy. I don't think in the 13 years he was in Green Bay, he ever changed any game plan. I think it was the same damn no. playbook from year to year to year. I mean, that that one play that worked in 2011, that play action uh, post to Jordy for a touchdown, they did it like, I don't know, I think Jordy had seven or eight touchdowns that year uh, off of that one play that were 50 yards or more. And I knew it was coming. And I mean, I guess a lot of defenses didn't catch on to that, but in 2012, they tried to run that play like in the first week and it went nowhere because people finally were like, Oh, we know he's going deep to Jordy. He just, that was my frustration with McCarthy when they get a lead for specifically against the champion or against the Seattle Seahawks in that NFC championship game, they blew, he would get a lead 
and then he would let off the gas and then they would start being a running team which we never were under McCarthy you know and that's the one thing I'll say about Matt LaFleur is he's willing to change things up he's going to try to run the ball first when that's not working he, he he'll do some quick throws to the receivers to the running backs just to get the ball moving so that Rodgers isn't getting murdered back there like he did in week six but I think this team as a whole is totally different than that team that we saw week six against Tampa and I'm really excited to see the adjustments today yeah I also think that this team is going to be motivated you guys right like you know this is a really good football team and to get punched in the mouth like they did week six and to have to watch they watched the film from san francisco last year i've been seeing a lot of stuff floating out there that guys were just angry last night because they saw how bad they played against the niners um you got devin white film out there talking about they didn't belong on the field with them like i think this team is gonna be motivated yep. they know they know what's on the line they're gonna have fans i mean last week i don't know about you guys but it seemed like we had a sold out stadium like, it yeah. was loud just i was weird. like holy yeah. cow just... this is like a whole different <laughs> this feels like lambo again right like right. It, it feels like lambo and i also think and i hate to bring us down a little bit but you know the passing the ted thompson guys i think is going to be on the hearts and minds of this football team when they go out there and play today there's so Absolutely. many so many guys you know that i didn't even realize that ted thompson had drafted i was just looking back at all of the drafts is just so many of these guys were brought to green bay that were pro good prospects but i think a lot of people when they drafted them would have said that packers might have reached on a few of the players you know like when he drafted nick collins right after aaron Rodgers <laughs> in the first round i know oh, right i that draft man i don't even care about the rest of that draft because first i mean if, if nick collins doesn't get that injury he's He's potentially he was talented enough to be a potential Hall of Famer down the road. That's all. Yeah, talented. he'd probably I mean, be still playing today, Zach. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, you would. Yeah, he he probably have adjusted his game and be like more on the line of scrimmage at this point. And, but that guy did everything, you know, to get to get Rodgers and Collins in one draft back to back like that is insane. Unreal. Uh, yep. I mean, the rest of that draft isn't very good. There no. was one. <laughs> Uh, you got Brady Papinga. He played some good snaps for us, but he wasn't like all pro or pro bowler, but he was a good football player. Shout out to Brady Papinga. He, he'll talk to you on Twitter too, guys. Like he'll he'll literally like get in conversations with you. Brady's pretty cool. But I'm with you, man. Aaron Rodgers and Collins in that draft was pretty pretty awesome, but that was also his first year with the team. Yeah, so that's true. That, yep. Right? So he here he is, the new GM, and, you know, Rodgers falls to us that year, which is kind of ridiculous. And, you know, you guys, you remember that? Remember when, they, when, when he took Aaron Rodgers, how freaking mad Packer fans were? Yeah. I, I don't know about y'all. People were freaking out. I don't know. Packer Nation is a is a weird bunch sometimes. At that time, we had Brett Favre, and it was just like, why are you taking let him go? <laughs> yeah, why are you taking this quarterback? I was like, but this dude was supposed to be the number one pick in a draft. How do you not take him? Yeah, well, right? like, at that him. point, like, how do you not take him at twenty four? Well, a lot of Packer fans, though, and and I don't, and I I'm glad we didn't. But a, a lot of Packer fans, I was at a draft party, and I remember that a lot of us thought, hey, look. Keith Miller was there. You know, we needed a tight end and get a weapon for Favre, right? There was a lot of there was a lot of thinking that kind of the hey, oh, maybe we'll take a weapon, get a weapon. Give him his Chewy, you know, give him his tight end. Yep. And when yeah, I remember at that draft party, I was like Rogers. I was like at first, I was like what? Then I realized, and you know, a couple hours later, it's like. That was totally the right thing to do. We were all talking about it, and it was like, yeah, that was that was the right thing to do because we didn't really know that Far was going to play as long. You know what I mean? I mean, no one really knew. He's kind of getting an old 
player at that point. So and he was he was waffling and being weird too. You know, yeah. It was oh, kind of like what, what does the Packers at that point? What do you expect the Packers to do? They yeah, want, yeah. I mean, and how do you pass on a talent like Aaron Rodgers? Like I, I guarantee you that entire league is just kicking themselves. Like what the hell were we thinking? You pass on a guy who was supposed to be the number one pick of the draft. Exactly. How does he even fall to 24, though, Is which is so crazy to me. But I think the Bears GM snuck into everyone's draft room. was like, no, nah, I don't need him. No, nah, I don't need him. Uh, we got Rex Gross. No, nah, I don't need him. <laughs> Rex Gross, man. Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. I mean, he was really sexy for the Packers. <laughs> Pretty much every Bears quarterback for the last, I don't know, 15 years has been sexy for the Packers. <laughs> None, none better than Cutler, though, man. Oh, Jay Quitler, I love that fucker. Yeah, best quarterback in Packers I mean, history. Speaking of Ted and these drafts, guys, what what is your favorite Ted Thompson draft? Obviously, Rodgers and Collins is a is a great start. There, he had, he he put in some work for this team. What was your favorite Ted Thompson draft? Well, for me, it was the 2009 draft. The reason why I thought the 2009 draft was so good is the top three picks were immediate contributors. Raji. Matthews and Lang. Oh, and ballers, too. Like, only time that Ted Thompson traded up into the first round. That's exactly, Brett. Exactly, Brett. So he took a risk, which none of us would expect, right? And yeah. actually, going forward, he didn't take many risks either. But the benefits, we didn't really see the benefits until 2010. But I thought that was a key moment in Packer history because it was a. Uh, um, it really laid the foundation for us to win a Super Bowl in 2010. Yeah, Brad Jones, he was that seven. He was the last pick in that draft, and he ended up contributing as well. The other guys didn't do much, but no. those first three players, wow, holy! But like you said, you get you get Raji at nine, you got Matthews at 26, and then you you don't pick again till the fourth round. Does that feel familiar? Um, and then get sure TJ Lang, <laughs> but then come right and and to get a guy like TJ Lang, that is a great draft. I mean, it really is. Uh, 2010, though, contributed a lot to uh, our Super Bowl. It's a good draft as well, man. Mike Neal, Morgan Burnett, Andrew Corliss was a decent number three tight end. Newhouse was a good player, too. Newhouse is still playing. He's still playing. I saw him playing for a few teams. He's traveled around a little bit, but he's still playing. And you, Starks. (laughs) Starks. I mean, everyone on that, CJ Wilson is the only one who did not contribute. Yeah, he had some snaps here or there. He was like a. He was like a baby Mike Daniels, basically. But it's that entire draft contributed to our Super Bowl win. That's yeah, a really damn is. good draft, too. I mean, think about that. Going back to back, uh, those 2009, 2010 drafts for Ted Thompson, That that's that's the legend of Tim, right? When you see stuff like that, you're like, holy cow. Like, he literally picked these, – these players are players that made huge contributions to the team, not just, oh, they had a role. No, you're talking in back-to-back drafts to get Raji, Matthews, Lang, Bulaga, Neil, Burnett. That's crazy to me, man. We started to fall off a little bit after that, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. well, I, I said this before. I think he, he didn't adjust his style of draft and develop. And right after the Super Bowl, with the new collective bargaining agreement, a lot of the practice rules changed. Mm-hmm. So you didn't get all the uh, the practice time on the field, the contact during practice that you got before. So you got these players that weren't really developing until, like, their third year or so. They weren't really contributing to the team. And then – Couple that with not signing anybody. Yeah, you're right about that, Brett. He never adjusted. I don't think he ever adjusted his his style 
to the new rules. You know what I mean? 2011 draft was really ugly. <laughs> nope. Really? I mean, Sherrod at, at you know, the, oh, what happened God. with their injury, uh, but yeah. We got Cobb in the second round. Then it was Alex Green, Devon House. Obviously, House gave us some good play, and nobody else played. I'm not even going to name these guys because they didn't really – they didn't even play. Like, that's one of the worst drafts ever. Like, I, I beg to differ. The worst draft ever, I think, was 2015. Marius Randall, gone. Quentin Rollins, gone. Uh, Ty Montgomery, yeah. gone. Jake yeah, Ryan, gone. Brent Hundley, gone. I mean, they were all traded. Let's see, Montgomery yeah. was traded. Quentin Rollins was cut. Marius Randall was traded. Jake Ryan left the free agency after he blew out his knee. Brent yeah. Hundley traded for a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Kurkowski <laughs> cut. Christian Ringo, I think he had a cup of coffee with the Packers when he was gone. And yeah. Kenard Jackman never played for the Packers. That is a horrible draft. Like, yeah, yes. Honestly, guys, his his last draft in 2017 is, I mean, it's looking a lot it's better now. Pretty, yeah, now it looks decent. He's still like um, he started with Kevin King, and then he went to Josh Jones, which we, he's not. You know there. what's crazy about Jones? He's been on so many other teams, he can't find, he can't stick anywhere else. Nowhere, yep. You know, and he, but he gets he gets Jamal Williams in the fourth in that round in that draft, and then he goes and right after that and says, ah. We'll take this garbage. D'Angelo Yancey was a bust at receiver, obviously. But then he goes and gets Aaron he Jones. The, he like, hit the geez. jackpot. Fifth round. <laughs> he hit the jackpot with Aaron Jones. Fifth round there. He did. So, I, I, I think 2017 also might be one of his worst drafts. Worst? The, the reason I say that is they fucking traded the- out of the first round and didn't draft fucking TJ Watt. Hey, Zach, did, are you still on that? Oh, Zach, did, did he steal your edibles? Like, eat them so. all. Jesus. I mean, dude, Kevin King, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones. So, there's hey, no way you can say that's one of his worst drafts ever he, he, because of Aaron Jones. Okay, so. <laughs> Those are three really good players. Uh, you can't really. But, uh, anything, uh, it's like a, a C plus to B draft. I'll give you that. I'll give you C plus to B. I Williams think it could have been so much better. Yeah, to get Williams and Jones and Kevin King. That's, I mean, it's, hey. he's not TJ Watt, but look at our, look at hey. our pass rush, dude. But the thing is, would you be saying Aaron Jones is this good if McCarthy was still our coach? Who knows, man? I mean, at towards he finally started playing him, and we saw some sparks. Yeah, we is. all know he wouldn't. He's not going to get the yeah. most out of Aaron Jones. I think people knew who he was. Christ, he has Zeke, and he never runs a damn ball with Zeke for crying out loud. But that's without having a quarterback in Dallas. They also, they also didn't have an O-line this year. That It's That's hard to do true. anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, and who was the coach at that time? Mike McCarthy. Yeah. And, and, you know, Mike McCarthy and running backs are a phobia. Heck, he ruined a guy like uh, unmotivated uh, Zeke. You know, I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, I, I, granted, maybe Zeke's overrated to a degree. He's talented. I mean, you can't yeah. really argue with, with Zeke's talent. And he, ruined, I, he basically ruined his season. I, I don't think Zeke's overrated. I think McCarthy's overrated. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying is that Zeke ruins running back. So Jones didn't really get off to a good no, start. No, he's saying, he's saying McCarthy ruins running back. Yeah. 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 No, I don't disagree. Zach, what was your favorite draft? I don't think you told us what your favorite draft was yet. Oh, my favorite draft, I already mentioned it, is 05. Rodgers. Yeah. Rodgers yep. in, in the Collins, and I don't even care. They could have just traded the rest of their picks, and I'd have been fine. Behind yeah. I, 
I mean, Darnell Savage has been giving me flashes of Collins. He was one of my favorite players ever for the Packers. He was just amazing. It's hard to argue against that draft. 2009 is is probably my favorite. It's hard to Raji Matthews Lang. I just think that that one was was amazing. If it, unless I take the Rodgers and Collins draft, so I take the easy way out. I'm going with that one, Zach. I didn't mean I. I got no beef with that. I wish Raji would have played a couple more years, but I mean Clay yeah. Matthews and TJ Lang were both excellent players. You know for us. the 2013 draft. I know we took Dayton Jones, and that that sucked. Yeah. But then we got Lacey, Bakhtiari, and Treader all back to back. There we also got Micah Hyde in that draft. That's yeah, Hyde's a good player. So that draft, I mean, um, if insert actual good player in that first pick who knows what 13 would be viewed as all like he got some really good players and unfortunately jonathan franklin got hurt he was looking like he could have been some i agree yeah he like, got hurt. In, our, in, in green bay i just feel like he would have been that pass catching bat with lacy maybe that would have kept lacy around a little longer too and kept him not getting ankle injuries he had to ch- stay away from the cheese curds and burgers too but i, I think say, that buffet yeah. line they also ran him. They ran him ragged, bro. Like we they hadn't did. had a we hadn't had a running back in so long. <laughs> it was like Rodgers got hurt too. That his rookie year, Rodgers ended up missing what eight weeks because of a collarbone. So yeah. they just gave the ball to. Didn't we win the division at like eight, eight and one or seven, eight and one or something? Eight, seven, one, yeah. Or eight, seven, and one, yeah. We, we beat the Bears uh, in the last game. 2014, he got uh, Ha Ha, Adams, and Lindsley in that draft. And you got two All Pros right there. Yeah, with Lindsley and, and Devontae. So mm. that's sick. Then he backed that up with the 15 draft, though. You know, it's like, dude. <laughs> you know? And then 16, he gave us Kenny Clark, Jason Spriggs, Bus, Fackrell, Martinez, Lowry, Trevor He's, Davis. Spriggs was a bust, but he was a projected first round pick that we got. In the he second. was, he was, but he's a bust. Uh, yeah, he was Kyle Murphy. Yeah. So he might be I, I the most disappointing it, pick we ever took. You know, it, when we talk about Ted Thompson, the most disappointing he might be yet. Yeah, because yeah. he usually hits on his linemen. So that it was a shock to me that they missed on him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Our, rest in peace, Ted, man. I, I, I think we, we've, you know, a lot of times fans beat up on GMs and stuff. But when you look at his body of work, um, and you throw in the undrafted free agents and the guys like the Charles Woodson's that he was able to bring in at a time when people were giving up on him. Ted Thompson meant a lot to this football team, a lot to this franchise. And I was sad when I saw that. I ain't gonna lie. It hurt my feelings and I'm a miss Ted. And I know a lot of guys on this current team. He has his footprint on this team, guys. We, we talked about a couple of the y'all pros, right? And Adams and Lindsley, but you got Aaron Jones. You got Bakhtiari that's hurt right now. Now. Go win it for Bach. Go win it for Ted. You got Kenny Clark, Crosby, Jamal Williams. That's a lot of Ted players on this team that are playing huge roles on this team. Ted Thompson, even though he is gone, he go win it for him because because he definitely helped us get to this point right now. Absolutely. I agree that if it wasn't for Ted Thompson, he wouldn't be in the NFC Championship game right now. And I say that is he took over a shitty team with Mark, uh, Mike Sherman, who was GM and coach that ran this team to the ground. He was trading away good players because they wanted more money. He's like, all right, I'll get a seventh-round pick for uh, uh, Mike McKenzie. I'm being facetious when I say that, but it's just like he ran that team to the ground, and Ted Thompson came over from Seattle and turned this team around. It was fun to watch what he did, how he – the moves he made, the drafts that he made. Yeah. Um, I hope he got to enjoy some of it before he went. I know – 
a lot of things said it was like maybe a, like a neural type disease with him. So I don't know what state he was in and or anything before he passed. I hope he at least got to see some of this this year. Yeah, and, and knew what he and knew what he was looking at and watching because yeah. I, I, I remember the reports yeah. came out that he had stepped down for health reasons. Yeah, I think there was a big as a sports fan we hear Urban Meyer say that every other year, so you kind of you take those things with a grain of salt. But it sounds like he legit obviously had something going on because less than two years after stepping down, he's, he he's no longer with us. So yeah, I mean. He, you know, there was times where I was very critical of Ted Thompson, but after, you know, we just reviewed all the drafts and after looking at the current players that are still on the roster and the players that we had in the past that we had to let go because of money reasons, I mean, his footprints all over this team, you know, Rogers posted something on Instagram thanking Ted Thompson for drafting the kid that was sitting in the green room for what seemed yeah. like days. And yeah. he, he owes Ted Thompson a lot and even talked about Ted Thompson would call him up to the office and they would have conversations and he, he genuinely, Aaron genuinely felt like Ted listened to him. Although he didn't always do what Aaron wanted him to do. He generally took his, you know, what he had to say and what his opinion of the team was. Players respect that when they feel like they actually have somewhat of a voice, unlike Deshaun Watson in Houston. You know, another common theme that I've been seeing from a lot of the former players and the players that, that Ted brought in is that they felt like he cared about them as people. Yep. I, I don't know, guys, like that. I think that's rare to find. And, and you hear that a lot right now about Ted Thompson is that he was just a good man and bright, 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 brilliant football mind. And, and his tree is the, the type of coaches and, uh, and the people he's had around him is incredible. So he knew what he was doing. And, I, you know, it, it's, it might sound cliche, but they always say you don't know a good thing till it's gone. And I think now people are going to look back on Ted Thompson and, and really see his greatness. And, and I hope that he gets a statue or some type of uh, gets a street, something over there. You know, maybe not the statue, but he should get a street. Um, I hope they honor him in some way in, in Green Bay. He, he's, he, he deserves it. I agree. And I think one of the things that you can also say that Ted Thompson did in terms of what Brett, he, he helped transition an era from Favre to Rogers. That's not an easy thing to do where you have a icon in Brett Favre turned out to be a new icon and Rodgers. And then when you consider what happens when you have two um, great QBs back to back in San Francisco, what cost a GM a job? The guy who was supporting Montana for all those years, take out George Seifert. Bill Walsh had to get replaced by George Seifert. And it, a series of things that didn't happen in Green Bay. It's, you know, Ted Thompson managed that transition and ushered in the Rodgers era. And that's a huge footprint, not just in where the current team is, but in Packer history, if you look at it. Yeah, also the, the transition from Wolf to him. That's right. That's huge. That's transitional. and that's, So that's, he, he handled both of them <laughs> um, at an elite level. That is a great, great point there. And like we talked earlier, Packer Nation, not everybody was on board with making that transition because of oh. who Favre was and, and all that, but but I bet they're happy right now. I hope he got the watch last week against the Rams, man. I, like he said, Zach, I, I don't know where he might be cognitively or any of that, but I hope he got to watch that and, and watch how, the, how that football team dominated the number one D um, in the NFL. What are your thoughts on that, guys? I know we, we lightly touched on it a little bit earlier, but, man, they, our old line they dominated that football game. Well, for me, I, I expect yeah, they really to... did it. it. 
I think what's interesting is, is that when I watched a game, I kept seeing flashbacks of the 1980s New York Giants and seeing how Bill Parcells used to run it down people's throats and then Phil Sims would do all these passes off of play action to like Mark Bravaro and Phil McConkey and all these. So it looked like a totally different offense. It's an offense I've never seen Green Bay run where it was in, in such a, a power type of offense. So that's what kind of that's what kind of surprised me so much when I watched the game is that it's it's an offense I never seen in Green Bay dominate a team like they did on the line of scrimmage. It's it's the first time I think I really seen it. Yeah, and even even with Aaron Donald not being a hundred percent, I still expected him to make his stamp on the game. I did not expect him to get dominated by Elton Jenkins and then end up crying at the end of the game. I'm sure he was in a lot of pain, but even injured like that, you expect a guy that usually makes that large of an impact on a game to have some sort of impact. I mean, there was very little pass rush the entire game and the Packers obviously were able to dominate the run game. I mean, they're actually, if you look at every, pretty much every facet of the game for the offense, the the Packers could do pretty much anything they wanted to do the entire day. That stage of a playoff game against the number one defense, you don't expect to be able to get get whatever you want pretty much the whole game. So I think that uh, was awesome to watch. And I think that even some naysayer fans that aren't even Packer fans that thought the Packers were overrated, not even they can look at that game and say, oh my God, this team is, this team is overrated. They have to look at that game and say, oh, maybe, maybe this Packer team is legit. I mean, I've been saying it for a long time since even we lost to the Bucks in week six, but I think this team is for real. And I think they do that against the number one defense. I, I only look for good things today. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that the line, it translated, right? There was a clean pocket for Rodgers. Aaron Jones was running up the middle the whole freaking game. And Elton Jenkins dominated Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was hurt. So we have to put that in, into perspective. They dominated, guys, and it translated to them being able to run the football at an elite level. Aaron Rodgers didn't even get touched, let alone sacked by Aaron uh... Aaron Donald, he grabbed his jersey. So Donald's not washing that hand the rest of his life because he touched greatness. He's not doing it. (laughs) Um, He he looks at greatness every day in the mirror because he's one of the best I've ever seen play football, to be honest. I I will say this. The most telltale image in my mind of how dominant the offensive line was when Aaron Donald grabbed Jenkins' face mask. And was how frustrated he yeah, was. Yeah, he was frustrated. Like this young bull is bullying me right now. Like you he was know, not having it. Yeah, that was the turning point for but me. But did you that see was... how he didn't back down? No, nope. Donald usually bullies people, and they like he he uses that to his advantage. Like Jenkins was like, "Dude, no, you ain't. I'm not having it. You're not touching my quarterback." No, <laughs> you know, and and then the guy that's always on the mantle for our uh, uh, podcast, Billy Turner. Has been fantastic. <laughs> Rogers even said that he may be the MVP of the line for how versatile he's been. You know, I, he's we, played- I, th- I, th- I think our podcast made him the MVP. Yeah, that's true. That's right. We willed it. I think You're welcome, we, Billy. Yeah, You're welcome, we, Rogers. But we th- we've talked about speaking things into existence, and we did that. And I also guys, said I, I do not see them cutting a Billy Turner playing like this. Guys, the thing contract. is, though, the credit has 
to go to Brett because yeah, he, he, he's been the biggest <laughs> supporter you. of Billy Turner. I'm being totally serious. I, I swear, I swear, season. Brett, I, I got to start the Billy Turner fan club, and it probably would have so many freaking fans, especially with the Aaron Rodgers co-sign this week. Man, that would have took it over the top. Ne- next season with our podcast, we'll be giving away T-shirts for the Billy Turner fan club. <laughs> Uh, it's merch to pay for our our uh, Dexter being the producer and the host of this. Um, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might be able to take. I, I have a feeling we're gonna take our podcast to the next level next season. Anyway, you know, website, t-shirts, all that good stuff. Yeah, but I mean, goddamn, this offensive line. Yeah, they get I mean, me excited, man. We talked about that was the weak link. When we I know. Podcast, it was like, I oh know. my god, why what's gonna happen? Shit? Billy Turner's gonna suck. We 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 uh, signed a Buster and a uh, Rich Wagner. Wagner's been playing off the chain. Patrick, I watch. Um, he uh, malls, yeah, bro. Patrick, is... I watch Larry McCarron's uh, like three minute videos. He, he is goes, a baller. I don't. He's I got like ones him. like you got Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. He, oh golly. Yeah. Oh graders. That's what we, we got. We're probably going to lose Coach Stenovich soon, guys. Shut the fuck up. I hate to say it because they're playing too good. And he's young. The league is hiring all these young coaches, right? Well, like, it's a – I don't know. It, it's changing. And We won't and lose him this year. Not this year. No, I'm no. not. I'm shocked that Hackett wasn't out there more, to be honest with you, with this cycle. We'll see. You know, but the the our, our offensive line, and we're going to need them. They're going to be the key to this week, you, you know, today. They're the key today. Vita Vea back. Sue is – he he played out of his mind last time we played. Pierre Paul was just going crazy on us. They were – LaFleur was getting owned by Bowles last time. So, I, we I need – we need all over the field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we got to keep Aaron clean, and and I think that'll be fine. We can keep Aaron clean. I think that's the that's the key. I think it's this old line again, once again, having to step up against an elite defense so that will I, be the key to this game. I think Tampa's defensive line is better than the Rams' defensive line. The Rams have Donald, which makes any defensive line great as a whole. Like, Dexter, you just named off Vitavia, Pierre Paul, Sue. I mean, that's no joke. So I, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch that defensive line versus our offensive line. And I think whoever wins in the trenches wins the game today. I think for the Packers, especially against a team, this this defense is the last true test because I think I think whoever we face in the Super Bowl doesn't generate a pass rush naturally like the Bucks do. So if the Packers can just run the damn ball today and do it effectively, that's going to open up everything for Rodgers and not have to be dodging people the entire game like he was in week six. That's where I feel like we're going to find our, our biggest difference maker right off probably our first drive to see how that offensive line plays against that defensive line in the Bucks, They did a lot of, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they did a lot of blitzing off the of motion. So if, if a guy would motion to the other side, they would blitz off the side he motion from that's where they did get a lot of other pressure too during the game, which left Rogers guessing. So I don't think they can do that again because I I'm almost positive LaFleur, watch that tape over and over to see how they were blitzing from all different angles and developed a game plan to help counteract that. I would almost guarantee. We need Aaron Jones. He was stoned when we played them last time. He did nothing. He was a non-factor. Was it 10 carries for like 15 yards? Yep. Got to run the football. Like you said, hopefully, and and they say uh, AJ Dillon's healthy. I think all the heavy dolts of all three today. um, I'm all for it. Like grind it out. January football in Lambeau, bro. Like, let's let's do it. Let's play defense. Let's run the football. Let's protect our quarterback. 
So one one thing um, I'm looking back at, Tyler Irvin was inactive for we, uh, that matchup against Tampa. And if you remember correctly, they put Aaron Jones in that role of yeah, what Tyler did. Irvin was doing, the motions, the jet sweeps, all that. Yeah, we talked about it. It didn't work very well. It didn't work well. And I think that LaFleur has evolved that offense to not rely so much on Tyler Irvin. And I think that was part of the problem is we relied on Tyler Irvin, like, oh, shit, he's out. We got to put someone in this position because that's our game plan. And it failed. So I don't I, I don't think they make that same mistake today. If you look at the rushing stats against the Rams last week, 14 carries by Jones, 12 carries by Williams, six carries by Dylan. We ran for almost 200 yards against That's the, the recipe right there. All three that's of them, the recipe. Bro. Yep. Yeah, I love and the thing involved. is, is if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, every play that Dylan ran the ball was the same fucking play. Yeah, it was. Now, he I, was like, I like how they had him and Jones both in the game. I like that, had, too. I yep. loved it because you put Jones in motion, and it was leaving Dylan in our own line in one-on-one situations. Yeah. That, we're going to win that. Like, and you're, you're not going to uh, take Dylan down with one guy. Nope. You're going to lit the fuck up is what's going to happen. So getting that motion, getting uh, linebackers out of position and then hitting the hole. Mm, I'm sorry. Guys, I want to, I want to see uh, Dylan do to Ndamukong and Sue what he did against that Bears defensive line. On that oh play. my, that dude just flew. I was like, that's a D tackle. He just did that too. Like you usually see that with the safety coming up or something, you know? <laughs> you know? Zach, I would love to see Dylan shit on Sue like that. Yes. Oh my God. God. And then, and then stomp on running. his calf. Yeah, running <laughs> over D tackles. Like, I was like, dude, welcome. Welcome to the NFL. Welcome to was, the show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I watched I, that replay probably 50 times. No joke, you guys. And every time I watched it, I still jumped out of my seat and was like, whoa. Yeah. Nothing better than a good depleter when you run a guy over. Not that I ever. That, that was a snot bubble hit. Oh, you fucking experienced it. Either that or you never played football. You were that, pussy, that was definitely I was, a I was snot on the bubble. receiving end. I wasn't the one giving the stiff arm. I was the one getting wrecked. You were the tackling dummy? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I was good at it, though. I could take it I'd, get, I'd get right back up. I wouldn't be feeling great, but I'd go back out there and take another one. I didn't care. All of a sudden, I'm hearing chants of Rudy in my head right now. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. No. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think the week six game really matters at this point. Not at all. Um, the, no. t- the team has changed a lot. For, for either team. I'm ha- yeah, I think I'm happy that the offense has evolved and isn't relying on that Tyler well, Irving role as much and and all that. I also think that the old line has has had a chance to gel and the middle of that line, even with Bach out, is is the same. And it's there's there's another same. thing here though that about the game six that and if you watch Tampa this season, they have a hard time getting pressure with just four folks, so they have a tendency. To, to blitz more often than most teams do. That's Bull's thing. And they, they press, 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 press. That's right. Man. And that's why I think this week six doesn't really matter as much because if we commit to the run and we run inside and we keep that in there, we can force them to respect the run. And then after all that play action, Rogers is going to kill them because if they start sending five, six, Rodgers has a quick out because they have to respect our run. It's over, guys. Rodgers will kill them. Yeah, running inside against Sue and Vea is going to be tough. It is. 
But so, but if we can't do that, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long day. It is. That's gonna really be the key. Well, uh, Jenkins, know, Lindsay, Packer, Patrick against Sue and Vito. That's what's I don't know be. if you guys listened to Pat McAfee on Tuesday for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, but Aaron Rodgers said it best. They asked him about we or Pat asked him about week six, and Aaron looked in the camera and he said, "Do you think this, the Bucks cared that they lost thirty-eight to three the last time they played down in New Orleans? Yep. Nope, <laughs> they didn't give a shit. They came out and they beat them. And they flipped the script on them. They they got all the turnovers and they won the game. He said, "So yeah, that was week six. We don't care." So we learned from it. We've moved on and we're, they're going to get our best shot this weekend. So I love this, his confidence, you know, his Aaron Rodgers smirk and his people will call it arrogance. I call it confidence. He, he's ready, man. I mean, that that's one thing about that man. And this is a lot of the best athletes in the world. You know, when you get a chip on their shoulder, when they get a chip like that, they, they love nothing better than just to prove people wrong. And he's been doing it since he was drafted number 24 overall, like we talked about earlier. You know, another thing about that week six game is our defense has changed. Oh. A couple of weeks after that game is when uh, Z, Smith, and a couple of other leaders of the defense went to Petten like, look, this isn't working. We need to get back to the basics. Just let us play. And since then, their defense has been one of the best. I mean, they are a top 10 defense, but over the second half of the season, they were great. The play of it, Barnes, Brett. The play of Barnes really Yes, Bar- Barnes. Um, Savage and Amos, yep. holy shit. We, we were talking about in the first uh, half of the season, like, where the hell have they been? Like, they haven't done shit. Second half of the season, Amos and Savage are both playing at Pro Bowl levels. If they would have played that way the entire season, they were both in the Pro Bowl. It's the pressure, man. I mean, Savage is bringing the wood. Uh, Alexander, good God. It's the pressure. It's the pressure is ramped up, and it's allowed the guys on the back end to make plays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was reading something uh, the other day about just unleashing Gary. Gary, I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts. I've not seen a bull rush like his in a long time. He's putting tackles in the quarterback's lap. He's just manhandling these guys. Didn't I send you guys that this morning? Uh, did you guys see PFF stat about Gary? Yeah, I'm he's sorry. like, what, point one right behind Donald? for? No, high he's, he's ahead or of him. He's like ahead that. of him by one. Yeah. Number one since week 10 in uh, week pressure, 10. pressure percentages. It's the pressure, guy. I just said that, like, our pressure, it, they're all, they're affecting the quarterback, it seems like, a lot. And we need that today because the, when we played them last time, I don't think we breathed on Tom Brady. Yeah, Brady can't. No, Brady stood up there like a statue. I'm like, dude, we, if you let Tom Brady do that, he's going to pick anybody apart. Be 15, he'll be picking people Yeah, apart. it doesn't matter. So we need to be able to rush the passer today. Um, you got to get in his face. You got to affect it. I think we can get at him through the middle of the defense. And maybe they put Z inside more and have Gary and Preston out there on the edges just to, like, really ramp it up. I love playoff football, and I think I think Petten's going to be ready today. Actually, I Dexter, the... we, we sacked Brady four times. They didn't sack Rodgers at all. I'm talking about the – I'm talking about – I'm talking about – what, in week six? Oh, hold on a second. I'm looking at the wrong stats. You're looking you know at me? us. Hey, I'm dumb as fuck. Rodgers got murdered. <laughs> I was going to say, no, nah, bro, I think you're looking at, at, at the wrong stat lines because uh, it was complete opposite. We didn't we didn't touch Brady. You know, oh, and Rodgers yeah. Rogers was getting hounded all game. And he was, yeah, Sue got him twice, didn't he, up the gut? Yeah, Paul got sworn. him. The and linebackers were blowing up Aaron Jones. I checked that. They sacked us five. Uh, sacked uh, Rodgers five times. 
Uh, I was looking the wrong way. Yeah, sacked him five times. Ain't that crazy? Tampa was doing run blitzes, and they—that's a quarter of his sacks on the season in that one game. Yeah. The thing is, is Robert Gronkowski also had five receptions for seventy-eight yards. Prior to that game, he hadn't done shit all season. That was was coming up part. Yeah, that was his breakout game in Tampa, and it was against us. If you guys got to look at one thing too, then I've been seeing this a lot uh, this past week. Uh, A lot of a lot of teams were focusing on Tampa's run defense and how good they were in the beginning of the year. But over the last five weeks in the regular season, Tampa's run defense really started to struggle. And I know Devin White was out for a chunk of that. But in reality, I feel like the Packers' run game is peaking, obviously, at the perfect time because they ran for almost 200 yards against the best defense. So if we can establish that early and and kind of get them backpedaling a little bit, I think it could be a hell of a day for all three of the three-headed monster today, Jones, Williams, and Dylan. As long as Dylan, it's all about the play action, Zach. We can set yep. up the play action. It's it's over. exactly. They can't they can't keep up to us on a track meet. No, it'd be too it'd be too much guessing for their secondary. Or they run into we have to go up and squirt. Or is this guy blowing by me because he wants to catch a touchdown? What's going on? You know, you have to. It's going to be interesting, guys. I hope they set the tone real early, though. Robert, what are some matchups you like against Tampa and in, in, in their D? Well, we talked about one of them, you know, about the the inside of the offensive line versus Sue and Vita, right? That those were, that was one of them. But the one I kind of wrote down here was, you know, Jahari and King versus Evans and Goodwin. And the reason why I put that down, Brown's not present, so he's out today. We got two physical corners. King might be out. Yeah, Antonio Brown's out. No, I'm saying King might be out today. Yeah, King might be out. We'll see. But, you know, I I have a hunch he'll play. But if, if he does play... We have two physical corners against going against guys who don't really like physical contact. Evans does not play as well against physical guys like Lattimore. He struggles against Lattimore a lot. And we Jahari and King both are physical. They both are guys willing. And Goodwin's really not all that great again. Now he's great. These guys are great receivers. Don't get me wrong, but they don't like to be hit. And I think we have two corners that like to create contact. I kind of like that for us. Now that being said. With Brown out now, Scotty Brooks becomes a very important player for Tampa Bay. So we'll see you there. But that's actually, I actually like our corners versus our wide receiver matchups now that Brown is out. Because I think that works to our advantage this time around. Any matchups you dislike against Tampa? Yeah. The the this, the the, the disappointment, Rojo and Leonard versus Kersey and Barnes. Jones and Leonard both look good. Both looked pretty good last week against a really solid run defense in the Saints, right? So that interior offensive line for the Bucs may be a little bit underrated. And so their running game is something that I think is going to be kind of interesting. And hopefully Barnes plays a little bit better after the hand injury that he had. We'll try to tackle with that club. He was struggling. He did good, but you know what I mean? He, he, didn't, uh, he, he had a perfect tackling grade with one hand. I was wondering, I was like, why is this dude playing over everybody? But then you notice he's always at the ball. He is, and I think that's a great matchup. I'm like worried he, about that. He doesn't – he's meeting them like – dude plays very physical. He do, and, and uh, so that's the only matchup I'm worried about a little bit. And I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm – I don't think it's a major weakness, but I think it's somewhere where I think they're going to try to focus their attention to Tampa is they're going to try to run early just like we are. They're going to try to dominate the inside. They, they want to set up play action for Brady so he can't get pass rushed. That's kind of interesting. We're both trying to do the same thing. Hey, guys, I got the injury report pulled up right now. The only – we have Kiki's out today for sure. Kevin King is questionable. And then for Tampa, we already talked about Brown is out today. Yep. 
And actually, Antoine Winfield is questionable for today. Oh, that'd be huge. And he did not practice on Friday. So that would be uh, that would be very interesting because he's a hell of a young player for them. Tunyon. Uh, yeah, could be yep. a big Tunyon game. I know y'all mentioned you. I think it might have been you, Robert. You said you like that matchup. Oh, I do. I liked it going in with with Winfield. Yeah, I like Tunyon a lot. They don't have they can't cover the tight end very well. Yeah, I agree with that. It could be. Uh, there's a lot of players on the injury report, but those for the Packers are the only two that have a designation. So it looks like everybody else is a goal. Brett, what about you? Any matchups you like or dislike against Tampa? I like our offensive line matchup versus their defensive line. I I also like uh, Tunyon versus their linebackers. I think that he he's going to have a big game today. Probably five catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Matchup I don't like, though, is Devin White. Yeah. God damn. That guy's sideline to sideline speed is in fucking insane. <laughs> and he happens to play next to Levante David. <laughs> yeah. Player too. Like, it's what not, the yeah. fuck? Uh, I mean, it doesn't really get better than those two guys. No. And then I also agree, like, Rob, Rob Gronkowski uh, versus our uh, linebackers. Although I'll say this. Kirksey's been playing pretty damn good of late. He's been making plays. He's been in good uh, position to make plays. His he coverage, barely, he barely played last week. Really? He's covered well, Brett. You're I right. Believe I, I, and, and I could be off by a couple. I think he played 13 snaps, guys. Really? It was Barnes. It was Barnes. It was the Barnes show. You didn't even see Martin. Martin only came in when Barnes went out with the hand injury. It was the, it was the Chris Barnes show, and they played dime, and they, it was him. He was the only one out there the whole game. Wow. Crazy. I was crazy. I'll tell you guys. That's why I I sent y'all a message. I'm like, I'm like, wow, Barnes with one hand over Kirksey and Martin. He missed a lot of snaps to have to go in and get it padded up and everything. Yeah. I was like, he left the team in tackles. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but having one hand showed up on one play against Akers at the goal line. Like he was there, but he couldn't he couldn't fully get him how he wanted to. And he went in for the score. Well, he dropped that interception that was right in his hand. That too. And it's like, (laughs) oh, having two hands would help. You know? Yeah, I get it. I get that you're there. But I'm like, is he that much better? Obviously, they think he is. So. I think Brett's right, though, that that Kirksey has had a pretty strong. Oh, he has. I I was just shocked. Like, I I just couldn't believe that they didn't have him out there. They must. They just liked the matchup better with Barnes for that game. Because before that game, he has been making an impact. Nope. Um and, and showing what they what they thought they saw in him. So oh, what is Acres too for the Rams? Exactly. He's an inside guy. You know, he yep. wants, you know what they I mean? Wanted, they wanted somebody to be there. They wanted somebody that could shoot the gaps and do what they had to do. And yep. Burns does that really well. Yeah, I'm with y'all, man. I, I I do I do like the matchup of our old line against them only because without that matchup, without us winning that matchup, we don't run the football, which is another one I want to see our three headed monster unleashed in in the snow and the cold i mean it's not super cold right now i want to see that so i i do like the matchup of our o-line and our running game the press cover corners worry me a little bit because over the last couple of years teams that have been able to do that really well they've been able to get us off rhythm and that gets aaron holding the ball and and not and nothing good happens after that usually so i want to see our guys to be able to get off i know tay's gonna get off because he wins with his footwork off the line so he doesn't really worry 
about the press as much. Last time they played, he was just coming back from his injury too. So I'm sure they were easing him in a little bit in that game. So I want to see our, I don't like the matchup of our wide receivers against their press corners. So hopefully we can show up a little better there. But one matchup I love, and that's the impact of the Packer fans and the weather at Lambeau. I really, I think, I think it's finally going to show up. I still remember Aaron Rodgers sitting on a bench with Jordy after them losing one of those NFC championships and saying, man, we need to get one of these at home one day. We need to get the NFC championship at home. He has that opportunity today. And I love that. I love that we are getting this opportunity at home to beat Tom Brady and the Bucks to go to the Super Bowl. I love you know, it. Dexter, you kind of mentioned something that I didn't think about until just now is Devontae Adams' footwork. In the snow, he's going to be – he already takes advantage of uh, defensive backs when they have good footing. Now they're not going to have that good footing. He may have a big game tonight. Yep. Yeah, the short passing game, they know where they got to go. They got to yeah. get off of coverage. They just got to be able to get off the line, get to their spot. But I agree with you. It's hard to be able to guard guys normally in this offense to have to do it in the snow. That's going to matter. It will yeah. matter. It's, it's going to be interesting. I, I You know, it, it, it could be just a running matchup. Everyone's just trying to run in the snow. But I also think that Devontae Adams – the way his footwork is, he doesn't really slip that much. And I mean, gosh, it's going to be fun to watch those defensive backs falling over. It's be great. All right. What's your game prediction, Brett? Seven and nine? Seven and nine. <laughs> oh, <God>. oh, man. <laughs> wow. I, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. I think it's probably going to be like 27 21. 27 21 pack. 27 21 pack. Zach, what you got for your game prediction? I, I see. I'm I'm not going to go that conservative. I think the Packers are going to win, and I think they're going to win big. I'm going to say I'm going to go with uh, 38-24 final score. Wow. Ooh. Ooh, that's a lot of points. What about you, Robert? I'm going for a, a little bit of a closer game. What I kind of see is the Packers kind of jump out a lead, and and then they Tampa Bay makes a little bit of a comeback in the second half. I'm looking at Packers 36, Tampa 31. A lot of that, points. A lot of points. You're expecting the defenses to just yeah, be, and just playing reason, all. The reason is though, the reason why I'm kind of I think the snow. When a lot of people talk about the snow, it's not going to affect Brady much. And I, I think he's he's used to playing in this, and I, I don't I don't think it will be huge impact. I do think the Packers have a big advantage though in in terms of the the rest of the roster. I think we're more a complete team. That's why I have them winning. So I just, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. I, I, we don't know how players like White, you know, some of those guys are going to play in the snow. We, we, they never have. So there's a bunch of players on the Bucks have never played in these kind of conditions. I think that affects them more on defense. That's my mind, guess anyway. Mind you, Brady was only saved by the tuck rule in the snow. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> yep. He's definitely used to the it, cold weather. He hasn't had to play in it this year, but he's he doesn't have used to the cold weather. He doesn't have Vinatieri to kick two field goals to win the game. No. Yeah. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah. yeah. Brady's not going to perform that well. He's already slow. Just imagine how slow he's going to be. It would like tech, uh, tech on bad. I mean, this guy's going to be fucking slow and he's going to get lit up. Yeah, I'm not I'm not seeing all the points that y'all seeing in this one personally. I, I I'm seeing both teams wanting to try to run the football a little bit. So I'm I'm looking at Packers 24, Bucks 20. That's what I'm seeing. What who y'all got in the AFC, man? 
Who's going to meet us in the Super Bowl? Part of me wants to say the Bills. I just, uh, they just don't run the ball at all. Like, they, they haven't for the last few weeks. And I feel like they might not have to if they get down to KC. I, I just, I don't know if it's wishful thinking. I want to see Rodgers, Mahomes, Super Bowl. Even though my gut says Bills, I feel like Kansas City's going to pull it out in a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be the Bills. Mahomes hasn't really been playing to Mahomes' standards the last few games. The Bills have a better defense than KC. I think the Bills are going to uh, squeak it out. I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring, but it's definitely not going to be low. Robert, who you got? Well, I got I got Kansas City in this one. I think it'll be an extremely close game. And the reason why I'm picking Kansas City in a real close game is one reason and one reason only, Andy Reid's play calling. And I think he'll, he'll pull out something at the end of the game or the last couple drives that will just – Buffalo won't know how to stop and they'll get some points out of it. So I think it'll be a really close game. I'm I'm talking like a field goal or so like, you know, like a 28, 25 or something like that. You know, it's something really, really close. But I think the Andy Reid factor is a little bit underestimated. And I think I'll show in this game. Packers, Bills, man. Talk about uh, small Small market, small markets. That would be a hell of a matchup. It would be. I would love to see a rematch of Super Bowl one. Same outcome. Same outcome. Yeah, that would be I, – I like and, – and this sounds crazy. I like the matchup with KC better, so I, I actually too. hope KC wins. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Diggs has always abused the Packers, so I really Gosh. don't want to face that guy. Yeah. Well, the Allen, too, the way he the, – The mobile quarterback. The mobile quarterback, game. Yeah. They got weapons all over the place. They just activated Kenny Stills today. The Buffalo – Buffalo worries me more than KC, to be honest with you. Yeah, Wait, it, Buffalo it, signed Kenny Stills? Yeah, they signed yeah. him a couple of weeks ago, and now they actually just activate him, so he must know the offense now. They also have one of the best corners in the league to put on Tay. And Jadavious White. White. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a footwork guy. He's not like, like uh, Ramsey, right? He's a technique guy. He's someone that I think could give Tay a little problem. Yeah, that'd be a great matchup. Yep. Don't you guys forget. Bills Mafia, they get respect from me, man. They've been doing some cool stuff. Shout out yeah. to the Bills Mafia. If we play y'all in the Super Bowl, y'all can listen sure. back to this and say, yeah, Tef had, he, Dex had some respect for me on the podcast a week or so ago. But once we match up, it's on and popping. <laughs> I'm so pumped, guys, man. Like literally two and a half hours away from the Packers having a chance to play in the NFC Championship at Lambeau Field with a chance to get Rodgers and this football team back to the Super Bowl. I can't wait to talk about the Super Bowl with y'all next week, man. Cannot wait. You either, man. It's got to be the Packers, though. It's got to be. I'm tempering my enthusiasm just because I don't want to look past this week. I don't want to get my hopes up. And then be like, man, fuck this shit. I don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, I know. Even if it's depressing how it was after the draft. Remember that? I, I like, cried. We, we still going to have to do it. <laughs> we still going to have to do it, even if we don't. We have I to think look it was, back on what happened. So. I think it was around week 11 that I uh, actually came out of the fetal position from the draft. It was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped, man. I feel good about this one, guys. You know, we talked about this already. Uh, this doesn't feel like last year to me. Not it at all. Not, not at all. I'm nervous. I didn't have nerves last week, last year. I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna drink a beer and enjoy this ass whooping. <laughs> this week, this week, I'm like, I'm gonna drink a beer and enjoy an ass whooping. Man, I, I'm I'm super geeked. I, I I couldn't sleep very well last night. I kept thinking about the Packers. Hell no, I kept hearing Lil Wayne song in my head. I was just in my head. I was like. Think of what Aaron Rodgers, he would say, oh, yeah, just relax. (laughs) I can't fucking relax. I know, exactly, but I was trying to. Hey, uh, Zach, send me one of them edibles so I can relax before this game, please. (laughs) 
You need, yeah, you need to chill the hell out. That's for sure. Uh, I'm going to snowblow for two hours, so I don't have to think about it. <laughs> I already did that this morning. I'll be, I'll be sitting here editing this damn podcast. Almost as good though. <laughs> it better be fucking done before the game. Listen to listening our, to to the new green and yellow by Wayne on repeat. Our, our, our listeners uh, need to hear this. You have about an hour to finish your shit and get it uploaded. All right, and and I'm gonna use that song. I'm gonna put the I'm putting that Lil Wayne on on the track today. Awesome. Oh yeah. That'll be All awesome. All right, fellas, man. Go pack, go. Go pack, go. I am cool. Go pack. Go. Go pack. They coming to our house this time, baby. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck the Bucks. That's the hashtag. Fuck Beat the Bucks. Brady. <laughs> yes. Just win. Just win, baby. Do it for Ted. Green Bay. Green Bay. It gets scary Halloween day, screen face Bloody Mary secondary Jordan mean face A-Rod got them all side, free play That's a cheesecake on a hot plate Hail Mary, yeah, Aaron to Devontae Green Booker's yellow ass canaries, Eliante Got me shining great I just hit you boys with the Rodgers Ray Came up with the pack, I done well with the pack Aaron Rodgers in the trap, I got 12 on my back Got me rolling out the pocket Tiara blocking, throw it past the tie-in, simple Madden science, uh, pack em up, I know Preston Smith gon' tackle em, I know Zary Smith gon' back em up, and you know Darnell is savage, bro, got Mason Crabs, but the kick is good, green and yellow, we stick it to it, Super Bowl goals, shooting for the stars, maybe trigger pull, uh-huh, you know what it be's, cheese said Alicia Keys, I'm going Swiss cheese, big G's, ballin' hard like big meech, big league, Super Bowl champ, bigger rings, big bling. Lombardi trophy, yeah, bitch team. Shining like a bar star, number 15 in green. Bomb freshin' in some mint green, Listerine. About to mess around with history, trippery. Green bait chains, whistle clean, it's a scene. Like Paul Hunting, I got five on it, yeah, yeah.